On today's episode of On The Mark, we have New Jersey's bad boy, stand-up comedian Mike Marino. The guy is hilarious. He'll be calling in, and we will talk all things entertainment with him, see what he's got going on, and take the conversation as it comes. We also will be discussing our favorite actors and comedians. That and much more on episode 33 of On The Mark. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say VIP listeners, you are now on the mark. We got a fun one today. Mike Marino. The guy is hilarious. You're really going to enjoy him. Uh, You probably caught him before on one of those Facebook viral stand-up bits. He's all over YouTube. Uh, Benny, before I knew we were having Mike on, I, I had... That's how I had known him. Yeah, the guy's an absolute riot, Marky. I always have been watching his videos for the last couple years. I'm really impressed with his work, I gotta say. His views, I mean, he gets massive view numbers up there with the Maniscalcos of the world and and all the other viral-type comedians in this day and age. Oh, as he should. I mean, he's got a great little shtick going for him, and uh, I'm really happy to have him on. I think a lot of our listeners are really going to relate to him as well. Like, the humor, the family-related Italian humor. People love that humor. Yeah, he's just the normal guy from the area. Right. And good friend of the show, VIP listener himself, the great Franco Chima was texting me this week talking about, you know, man, I, I, I miss that Italian humor. That stuff, we, we don't get much of it anymore. So, Franco, this one's for you, buddy. On the Mark brought some Italian hum- humor back to the forefront for you. All aboard the cannoli mobile! Frankly, Benny, I always enjoyed it, but I will say this. I thought Italians in general offer much more than just that type of humor, and I'm going to be asking Mike about that and his thoughts on that because he plays heavily to that shtick and does it very well. Hey, you know I love Italians, man. I hang out with almost nothing but Italians. You want to be Italian. Yeah, you know, I'm the consigliere. And I want to be a Hasidic Jew. (laughs) I want to be a Hasidic Jew with uh, multi, multi millions of dollars in my bank account. We could switch. We could switch. Do the the Hasidic Jews use the banks? Or are they keeping that cash in-house? I think they do a little of both. (laughs) For the record, you're not a Hasidic Jew. Not even close. In the big black hat, the big beard. Walking. Walking. <laughs> Get out of here, Barky. You like I'm walking. <laughs> yeah, you like being in behind the wheel of that Lexus. Oh, for sure. Benny, did you happen to see that article the Washington Post put out regarding is the era of hugging over in America? Yeah, I did happen to catch that, Marky. It took me by surprise because, first of all, I didn't know there was an era of hugging thought it was just like a, a normal way to potentially greet somebody or say goodbye. Nah, I feel like the hugging, there was like a 20 to 30 year period from like 70s through the 90s. Really? See, maybe not, not to go back to this, but maybe it's just an Italian thing. I mean, we're always hugging and kissing. I mean, I never saw anything wrong with it. But apparently the the era of hugging is over because of the sexual harassment climate, and it's more of a workplace thing. 
people are scared about that sexual harassment stuff now, but I'm still a hugger, Marky. I can't help but be a hugger. I mean, what better way to show your appreciation for something? Sometimes you're so excited about something, you're so happy about something, that your initial reaction is to grab somebody and hug them. You want to embrace it. Yeah. You want to embrace the person. Yeah, and it, I have no clue how the hug was invented. In fact, can you find that out? Can you can you Google that? How was the hug invented? You play the robot noises. Apparently, a guy named Temple Gradin invented the hugging machine in 1965 to soothe people who live with psychological disorders such as autism, Marky. Wow. And the hug was born. Like I said, what it started the hell? around the 70s. I thought people were hugging from the start of time. Wow. That's the history of hugging. Well, with mental illness running rampant in America, I don't think we should get rid of uh, hugging. Uh, I know, man. We need all the hugs we can get nowadays. And in the violent world, the, the ugly world that we live in, what's wrong with some embrace? I love the hug. I hope the hug doesn't go anywhere. You can start calling me Benny Huggy Bear Juice Spielberg. Yeah, that's right. This had to have started with a male, probably a higher up at a company, hugging a secretary a little too long, a little too tight, maybe rubbing his hands or other things a little too vigorously, and somebody got sued. That's how this had to start. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, people are terrified nowadays. It's widespread, all of this, and, you know, I think people are really watching out for that now. I hope the era of hugging isn't over. I will say that. I don't think we need to do away with the hug. Just look at when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the strangers hugging. All the strangers jumping up and down together, you know? Hugging is just a normal part of society to me. It brings us together. It brings the hearts together. You know what's controversial or, or an awkward situation when you see somebody you haven't seen for a while in the gym? The gym hug. Oh, uh, the gym hug sucks. I'll yeah, you can't that. do the gym hug. <sighs> the gym hug is terrible. Tighter clothes, sweat. Sweat is the worst part. Stink. The smell. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it also is just a bad look. You're hugging somebody. Yeah, it doesn't in the make gym. sense, but no. if you but it's like if you saw them somewhere else, like say out at a restaurant or bar or whatever, you would probably hug them. Absolutely. But you ran into them for the first time in a while in the gym, you give them the hug. It's controversial. Or you go in for the handshake, they pull you in for the hug. That you go in for the kiss on the cheek, they pull you in for the hug. But the kiss on the cheek is also controversial in the gym. Yeah. Or controversial is the wrong word. Awkward. Yeah. Not the right place. Yeah. Or time. Yeah, no one goes to the gym to be embraced like that. You get, go to get your work in. Yeah, no question. Get that summer body. Nobody even wants to talk to anyone in the gym, let alone hug them. I know. That, that's, that's the truth. Let's pray for the hug. Let's pray that the hug isn't deemed illegal in American society. I hope it makes it. I hope the hug pulls through. I'm a hugger. If I ever have kids, I'll raise them to hug. Hugging will be normal for them. Yes. And I'll be a lifelong hugger. I'll say that. I'll be a lifelong hugger. Whether it's deemed illegal or not, when people get hired at on the mark, hugging will be uh, hugging will be promoted. Hugging's gonna be a part of my repertoire no matter what. Sure. And it only means well, guys. And look at a 
Look at when sports teams have massive success. They're jumping up and down on the sideline or in the dugout hugging each other. Yeah. You know, it's a normal thing. Hugging got a bad rap. I'll tell you what else got a bad rap is calling people buddy. I call people buddy all the time, and I don't want to sound like an asshole. I hate buddy. I always call buddy, and I'll tell you, Junior Seau, when he died, they said he always called people buddy, and it was like embracing. When I get called buddy, I call them buddy right back. Yeah, people take negatively to buddy. Yeah. But I mean nothing. I mean only positive by it. Yeah, drop it. Nah, it's all about how you say it. As long as you say it in the right context, it doesn't look good in text it. if people already don't yeah, like it. I know, I know, I know. Be careful with Buddy. I love Buddy. The buddy borderline. I almost want to give a backhand as soon as I hear Buddy. Yeah, that shouldn't be the reaction. That's how the hug is getting. You should be all bored, Buddy. If you like the hug, you should be I all bored, Buddy. I prefer Pal. Pal's good. Like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Hiya, Pal. That's <laughs> Macaulay Hiya, pal. Gang, when we get back, we have Mike Marino on the mark. I'll deliver Marino. Volare. Oh. Cantare. Oh. Let's fly way up to the clouds. Away from the maddening crowds We can sing in the glow of a star That I know of where lovers enjoy peace of mind Let us leave the confusion and all disillusion behind Just like birds of a feather A rainbow together we'll find Volare VIP listeners, we now have my man, New Jersey's bad boy, Mike Marino, on the mark. Mr. Marino, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, man. I was happy to get the phone call. I'm happy to be on your show, man. How you doing? Oh, good, man. Not as good as you. I wish I was down on the islands, but uh, we're back in Philly. We're just doing our thing, and uh, we want to, you know, have a great conversation with you. We love your work. You... uh, are all over YouTube, Facebook. You did your thing in L.A. I know. I was watching a stand-up last night of you down in Florida. I was cracking up. The job you do with that Italian-type humor, a lot of people can relate to that. Do you find that even non-Italians are relating heavily to it? Absolutely. You know what it is? It's universal conversation. I'm actually on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. I'm entertaining for the and I did a show last night. I mean, everybody's from all around the world. You got people from Korea. You got people from Tahiti. You got people from Asia. Everybody loves a wise guy from New Jersey or Philadelphia. They have an affection for us, wise guy type Italian, you know, in your face comedy. They love it. You know, they all go home imitating me, hanging out with me, saying, Vinny, get the bad. How you doing? You know, because it's, it's real. We're homespun people. And you, you just cannot not enjoy. A soprano type, you know what I mean? Exactly. See, that's the funny thing. Even like the, even serious movies like Goodfellas, Casino, even The Godfather, very serious movies. But you can't help certain scenes. You, you, you're cracking up. Well, the truth is always going to be funny. And East Coast people, whether you're from New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, you know, we say what's on our minds. We're very matter of fact. We're very in your face. You know, in Boston and people like this. So. It makes people in different parts of the world not only laugh, but it makes them want to be like us. 
It's true. Absolutely. I had a guy from India last night come up to me. He's like, hey, we need to get the fat. I started laughing. <laughs> but, you know. That's hilarious. Now, when you were out in L.A., was it hard to connect with those people? Because when I'm out in L.A., look, I always have a great time. I'm out there for more pleasure than work. But some of the people out there are, are weirdos, man. And uh, are they hard to connect with out there, that Beverly Hills crew? Well, you see, the thing is, Los Angeles is built up with people from all around the world, and everybody's really chasing the dream in Hollywood, whether it's a reality show or a non-reality show, whatever the hell it is, and everybody has an attitude like they're better than shit. The thing is, once you get a guy like me on stage at a comedy club, we hit him right in the face, and they start laughing, too. So whether you're from Beverly Hills or you're from Compton, it doesn't really matter. A guy like me shows up, you're going to laugh. Of course, yeah. Now, Mike, I, I think I've heard other celebrities say this about you in, in the intro you do for your stand-up, but you look like you might be uh, French or Swedish, or not Italian, but you're a heavy, proud <laughs> Italian. Uh, where in Italy are your parents from? I had to ask. My mother and all her brothers and sisters come from a small town the town is called Duronia, and Duronia is in Campo Basso. We are all Brutes. Oh, Brutes. And my okay. father, he has blonde hair and blue eyes, so that's what happened to us. So, yeah, growing up, my two brothers and I, we always had thick blonde hair and blue eyes, and people thought we were Irish or Swedish. But that's kind of what got me into stand-up, because I was an actor in New York for a very long time. But it's when I moved to California that everybody kept saying, you know, you don't sound like you look. So right. I uh, ended up working it into a stand-up routine. See, a lot of people say to me, Mike, that I don't look how I sound, which is kind of interesting. It's funny right. how people, because uh, I'm more uh, dark complexion. A lot of people think I'm Sicilian, but I'm Calabrese at Nobly Don. But, um, you know, when people uh, say, oh, I didn't know you looked like that after hearing the podcast, it always kind of, you know, raises my eyebrows for some reason. I don't know. It's interesting to hear that. Luckily enough, I get to travel the world. Now, let's say I spent a lot of time in Toronto, Canada, Montreal, and the Italians who get there from uh, Italy, you know, they go crazy when they see a guy like me. And they're saying to themselves, well, it's typical to see a blonde, blue-eyed Italian. Yeah. It's kind of normal. Yeah. It's just what we do on television that makes you think, well, he has to have black hair and black eyes. Right, you know? right. Hey, look, Sinatra had blue eyes. That's right. And something you you talk about, <laughs> something you talk about in your stand up, uh, the Italian stereotypes and whatnot in uh, American cinema. We're always a mobster. We're always this. We're always that. What are your thoughts on that? Because you know you, you'll play to the stereotypes some on stage for comedy purposes. What are your thoughts on that? For me. Uh, it always kind of offended me in some ways. You know, we live in that, oh, I'm offended generation. So maybe that's too strong of a word. But it, it always, um, I don't know, perplexed me a little bit because Italians have done a lot more than just been in the mafia and made food. Well, of course. I mean, you got the Italian painters. You got the Italian architects. You got all the Italians who built Rome. Right, You know, right. there's some highly intelligent, I mean, unbelievable people, of exactly. course. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? In a way, you could say it's a stereotype. But then again, who would play a better mobster than somebody who actually can pull it off like an Italian actor like Robert De Niro? Right. I mean, we, you know, sometimes you got to watch what, what we're doing. 
what are you going to do? Get some Asian guy to play, uh, you know, Al Capone? <laughs> right. There's a story. With... It's almost like it doesn't make any sense. It's like, you know, we're stereotyping. No, you're not. No, uh, uh, Al Capone existed, and you got an Italian guy to play the role of Al Capone. Right. Who else would do it? Right. You're right. going to get somebody else to do it? You, you know what? Why don't we just get a black actor to play Al Capone? That's a good idea. <laughs> now, that would draw some controversy. <laughs> now, I just got done doing another movie, and in the movie, I play a detective looking for uh, the murderer. You know, I have blonde hair, blue eyes, and I play the sidekick um, guy, and I'm Italian. Right. There's no right. stereotype here. Right. They made my character have an Italian last name, but he never talks about it. It's yeah. just one of those things. Yeah, see, I and like to me, that. It's not that big of a deal. I and and you know, and when then I, when they say, I "Oh, but they make a lot of Italian actors play buffoons," but you know, they're not really playing buffoons. It's just silly slapstick comedy. I think the world's got to get over what they think is stereotyping. It is what it is. I agree. I agree. And the fact of the matter is, Italians in uh, the movies are always characters that are beloved for decades through generations. I mean, you go it's just, true. you know, whether it's a boxing movie or a mob movie, whatever. I mean, even like. The Italian comedies, like um, My Cousin Vinny, My Blue Heaven, you know, even though it was Steve Martin. Those movies are timeless. People laugh their ass off that uh, maybe barely can relate to the movie. So it's just, yeah. it's great stuff. Now, what's your favorite Italian comedy? What Italian-type movie makes you laugh the most? You know, I like all comedy. I, I really do. And, of course, I do like Italian-based comedy. When I go on tour, I get to work with guys from Italy who actually do their act in Italian, and I laugh. Even if I don't understand everything, I laugh. And um, I remember there were a lot of sitcoms. I remember Dom DeLuise had a, a sitcom, and uh, it was called Lots of Luck, if anybody remembers that. It was based on an Italian family. It was funny. Uh, the movie Fat So. That was Dom DeLuise, too. There's tons of them. Tons. How about the movie 29th Street with Danny Aiello? Did you ever see that? I'm sure you have. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Of course I have. I'm actually really good friends with Danny Aiello. He actually comes to a lot of my shows. I just did a show at Gotham Comedy Club last week, and Danny Aiello was in the room because he wants to play my father in the sitcom that I wrote, Reconstructing Jersey, which is about an Italian family growing up in the construction business and it's very very funny oh, that and i hope awesome. this all comes to fruition it would make a great show oh, my and it's God. just about family now of course we're italian we live in the basement but what that stereotyping that's true that's what we did <laughs> and my brother is in the construction company you know he's not in the mob but right. he does pave highways my other brother does concrete and it's funny it's yeah. absolutely funny what we did we did we did the pilot and uh, we shot in the deli at the food stores. We used real people. Yeah. Real people are usually hilarious. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, and guess Diane what? I, I got to check a this. Phenomenal gotta, actor. Oh, he, he's great. Um, I got to look into the, this show. I, is the pilot out there for our viewers and my, myself to check out? Um, everything that I do is on my YouTube channel. And we just recently put up the sizzle reel for Reconstructing Jersey. Go to Mike Marino on YouTube. Um, I'm actually uh, Mike Marino live on all my social media. Okay. And you can see all the projects that we got coming out. All right. That's a beautiful thing. We will certainly be checking that out. Now, let me ask you a question. A guy who's a, 
a high riser in the comedy world, a guy like Sebastian Maniscalco, who who does the whole Italian bit as well. What do you uh, What are your thoughts on him? Do you find him funny? Um, do you feel like you can do what he does? Uh, where 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 are you at on him? Well, funny enough, Sebastian and I used to do tons of shows together back 20 years ago when we both started out at the comedy store in Los Angeles. I used to see Sebastian every night. And we would do barroom brawls, and we would do open mics, and you're going and you're growing. And then after about 10 years, you become a headliner, and you're touring the country. You really don't see your friends anymore. And then he became this 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 Megatron of a stand-up comedian. And I always thought he was hilarious. I always thought he was a good guy. I'm sure he still is. Now he's a multi-millionaire selling out arenas. So, mm-hmm. you know, in a way, you kind of feel like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. One of the greatest things about Sebastian and I is we actually have, uh, we don't look alike at all. Right. He actually looks Italian yes. and I don't. So we used to do a lot of shows together as if I was just the other guy. Well, maybe I'm the Count Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, like Tom Hagen in The Godfather. He didn't look, uh, he wasn't Italian, he was adopted. Now, right. <laughs> right. Now, you're talking about, you know, your L.A. past and, and, and whatnot. What's the wildest thing that ever happened out there after a show, or even in New York? Something wild that ever happened after one of those comedy shows? Yeah, well, hey, listen, man. Sometimes you have these great shows, major standing ovations, go out there, shake hands with everybody, and then all of a sudden some girl will come up to you and say something crazy, like, hey, can I get an autograph on my boobs? And uh, you really don't want to do it, but they won't go away until you do it. So one time this girl was like, please, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> so I took out a Sharpay and I autographed the top of her boob. About five minutes later, her husband comes in the room ready to rip my head off. No And way. I said to him, I go, listen, pal, you, you, you don't really think it was my idea. that <laughs> so I said to your wife, you need to stand against the wall until I sign your breasts. <laughs> But it, it took him a while to calm down, and he was ready to kill me. Uh, did they and, have um, and you couldn't find her anywhere. Oh, man, Sometimes, that's hilarious. Yeah, but, you know, his friends were pulling him off, and I just Jeez. kept saying to him, I go, you know, I know you love your wife, but this is her fault, not mine. Yeah. And if you don't happen to come back in the room and, and help out, obviously she's afraid because this is her she, mistake, she, not mine. She knows it was her damn fault. Oh, that's hilarious. Now, something, Mike, that just hit me. Why the hell weren't you in The Sopranos? The Jersey thing, the Italian thing. They were shooting in Jersey. I mean, you would have been a perfect fit in The Sopranos. Well, you know, it just didn't happen. <clears throat> I uh, I actually live in Los Angeles. I know they were having auditions from time to time in New York City. But I just was never connected to that realm. And hopefully I can someday. Actually, right now, I've been working with Vinny Pastore, who played Big Pussy. Uh, one all of my favorites. I've met him sings. before. Great man. Yeah, well, we do a lot of shows together, he and I. And uh, now I'm doing the comedy version of The Sopranos in my web series called Marino 2016. Okay. And we're going to get Danny Aiello. We're going to get uh, Robert Davi. We're going to get uh, Vinny Pastore. All these guys are going to help out. It's going to be the funniest show ever to hit television. Oh, wow. That's right up my alley. I cannot wait to check that out. Uh, something. Yeah, I hope it all goes down. It's something that I came across last night, and I'm, I'm interested in your take on it. Uh, when I was watching your stuff, actually, you know how YouTube can kind of bring you to some different places. And I was watch- I ended up watching Eddie Murphy's uh, Raw gig where he did the whole Rocky Sly Stallone segment. 
and uh, that had me cracking up. I mean, that's a legendary comic bit. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because that, that was a pretty, like, provocative stand-up deal right there that might not even fly in today's world. How exactly did that bit go again? What was it? He was talking about when, you know, after the, uh, the Italians would go see the movie Rocky and they would, you know, get, get all pumped up about it and come out, out the movies and looking to fight somebody, looking, oh, yeah. <laughs> looking to fight a black yeah. guy or something well, like that. Yeah, that's true, though. It's true, <laughs> because I'm from that era. Yes. I don't want to date myself, but yeah. <laughs> I remember when Rocky would come out and... When we were watching the movie, people were yelling out, knock him out, knock him out, he's a bum, Rock, come on, kill him. <laughs> and, you know, SOB, let's say, you know. And, yeah. But they really did do that. Yeah, I you know. Can go, kill him, Rock, kill him. Now, now is, and the funniest thing is that they're watching a movie that actually has an ending, but they're cheering as if it doesn't. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, yeah. Is, oh, uh, it's true. Yeah, I remember. Is, uh... <laughs> Is Eddie Murphy on your Mount Rushmore comedians? Who, who's your Mount Rushmore? I know you said you like Dom DeLuise a lot. Well, Dom DeLuise from the old school days, but yeah, I would say Eddie Murphy. I still think Dice is a legend. Oh, and absolutely. Dice play. I toured with him for a little bit back in the day. In fact, there's a, uh, an album, I forgot what it's called, that Dice put out, and me and Sebastian are the backup singers. That's great. <laughs> That's great. When did you do that? Yep, we were in the booth. Oh, my God, that's got to be 20 years ago. That's awesome. Now, Mike, switching gears a little bit here. Your favorite Italian dish. What, what, what's your go-to meal when you're out to eat? Ravioli. Really? Okay. Well, now, what do you pair that yeah, no with? No question. I go right to it. Uh, meatballs. See, the thing is, um, my mother made the greatest raviolis. Right. And meatballs. Right. So delicious. Right. So good. And then... Um, the, the, the delicacy would be brajol. I love yeah, brajol. Me too. Especially the way my mother made it. Very thin, the steak with the garlic and the uh, breadcrumbs yeah. and, the, and the love that she put in it. She rolled it up with the string and the, and the toothpicks. Toothpicks, yeah. Delicious. Now, I never order meatballs out at a restaurant, Mike. I'll, I'll only eat my mother's my grandmother's. That's it. Um, that's one of my cardinal rules. There's nothing like that. Yeah, I feel you on that one. And uh, it's hard to go out to a restaurant and get a good meatball. But sometimes you find these hole-in-the-wall meatball places or places that sell Italian food, and it does hit pretty hard. There's a place in New York City called Nicky Meatballs. He makes phenomenal meatballs. It's uptown called Poplet. That's that's meatball in Italian. Yes, Poplet. yes, yes. And uh, Mr. Nicky Meatballs works there until Mike Marino sent you. Uh-huh. And then when you go to, like, Montreal or Toronto, forget it. That's you're going to get some good food. They got Little Italy down there. Oh, they yeah. eat, uh, Italian first. Yeah, they got so many first-generation Italians up there. Right. Mike, an absolute pleasure having you on the show, man. We really appreciate you taking time out of your uh, cruise to join us on the mark. And uh, we would love to have you back on sometime. We're going to have all our listeners get on your YouTube channel. We're really going to push that hard for you. So uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon, man. Thank you. Hey, that would be really fantastic. Link everybody up to MikeMarino.net and Mike Marino Live on social media. And you can send me this interview. I'll put it up there as well. Oh, of course, Mike. I'll be in touch, and I will send that your way. Absolutely. Man, enjoy the rest of the cruise. I hope that weather doesn't get too bad for you. We're all good, buddy. Thank you very much. All right. Ciao.
man, Benny, that Mike Marino, he, he's got it going on. He's a funny guy, man. Very funny guy. I love meeting a proud Italian who has no qualms about being that type of guy. He's, he's loud, he's proud, and he's a smart dude. Absolutely. Almost the fact that he doesn't, quote, look Italian almost helped him because it makes him have to be more Italian in how he is. And really, I think not looking Italian like, he, like the aforementioned Maniscalco makes him marketable in a way. Makes yeah. him a little more marketable in a way. Absolutely. He's a unicorn, Marky. Yeah, kind of. And I really want to check out that show he's talking about with Danny Aiello. Something like that is really interested to me. A lot of our VIP listeners are big Danny Aiello fans. I know for a fact I am as well. It's exciting. Yeah, it's it exciting sounds stuff. like a hit, Marky. I would frankly like to get involved in it, Benny. Oh, I'd love to get involved in it. It just sounds like a great project, honestly. I hope we can help. In any way, shape, or form. And gang, I hope you enjoyed New Jersey's bad boy, the hilarious Mike Marino. Now for my Mount Rushmore of favorite actor comedians. And when we say this, guys, I got to put the stipulate. It means you have to have recollection of them doing stand-up and recollection of them acting in movies or TV. Not one or the other. Okay, so let's be clear there. This isn't just my top five favorite actors or comedians. It's a slashy. It, it, it's a slash. Also, we know Mount Rushmore only has four faces, guys. We get that. It's the concept of Mount Rushmore. It's the, the, the epic achievement award in my sick mind. Yeah, if they didn't have to fit those faces on an actual mountain, maybe they would have picked six or eight guys. Exactly, folks. Maybe a woman or two. Who knows? Luckily, we're not restricted to that massive mountain. Where is that thing, Wyoming? Where the fuck is Mount Rushmore? I think it's one of the Dakotas. North Dakota? Is it one of the Dakotas? I had a chance to go to North Dakota. All expenses paid and live like a king. And I, I turned it down. South Dakota. South market. Dakota. Okay, sure. I wouldn't mind checking out Mount Rushmore. But if I die and never get to see Mount Rushmore, I'm not. There's not going to be any regrets there. I'll tell you what. They could have really spread those faces out more. They actually have a ton of mountain to work with. And they really grouped three of those guys really hard together and then gave Lincoln his own little separate space. That's beyond annoying. Mount Rushmore annoys me, man. <laughs> you can't even see Jefferson or Roosevelt, essentially. <laughs> yeah, they could have got other guys in there. Should have just give Washington and Lincoln the prime spots. They should have got Buffalo Bill on there. Sure. Why not? I would want to check out the Grand Canyon over Mount Rushmore. Agree or disagree? Absolutely. I've been to the Grand Canyon before. I mean, I guess technically I've flown over it. I've seen it from the aerial view. No, I've been I would, there. I, it's majestic, man. It's great. I'm terrified to fall over the edge. Yeah. But it's majestic. Very cool. Grand Canyon reminds me of Wile E. Coyote. The yeah. Roadrunner. Yeah. I'm the I'm the Wile E. Coyote of the Grand Canyon. I'm the Wile E. Coyote of Vegas. Makes sense. Fair. <laughs> now to kick off this list, number five. Martin Lawrence. But I gotta tell you though, I'm growing up too. As much as I would love to do each and every single woman here tonight. You can't do everybody. 
Because some of you don't wash your ass. Martin's stand-up was fairly epic, Benny. In the all-leather, uh, all-black leather. He was sweating his ass off up there in that leather, but he was... He had the crowd going. And whenever I'm flipping through channels and I catch that on TV, I can't help but stop, at least watch a few minutes of it, and laugh like I've never seen it before. Yeah, absolutely hilarious, Marky. Great choice. Gang, if you never saw Martin Lawrence, You So Crazy is the name of the stand-up act from 1994. Did it from Brooklyn. Absolutely legendary. But I'll say this, Benny. I grew up on the show Martin. I loved that show. Would watch it religiously, whether it was reruns or new episodes. That show never got old to me. It's timeless. In fact, we always reference this. Television loves to reboot things. There is a Martin reboot currently in the works. I don't know how it would fly today, but it is in the works. And that would be some must-see TV for me. I would have to give that a shot. Yeah, how about that? That's exciting stuff, Marky. Now you talk about three of my favorite movies. Probably all three of them on my top 100 list. Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, and Blue Streak. Martin Lawrence was dominant in those movies. Eddie Murphy-esque. And I've been waiting for a Bad Boys 3 for 15 plus years now yeah those were great movies it's due time that they have that third one and I'll tell you what you didn't mention it it's not that great of a movie but Black Knight was one of the first times I hooked up with a girl because of that movie so you know well yeah so that movie has some value uh, historical value for you absolutely number four on the list guy who kind of barely made the list because he was never in a movie but one of my all time favorites Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal with airplane peanuts? All those seasons of Seinfeld, you can't help but consider him an actor. And his stand-up is absolutely legendary because I'm a dry humor guy. And that's right right what uh, strikes my funny bone, Benny. Yeah, great stuff. I mean, for the show alone, he deserves the spot on the board, especially because he really made his bones early on as a stand-up comedian, and he has some great classic material. And he's got some new stuff out on Netflix now, which is certainly worth a look. You know how much Jerry is inspired. Jerry and the whole Seinfeld crew has really inspired us in general. Absolutely. Number three, a man I really admire, an avid Cubs fan, and just a legendary blue-collar type of guy, Bill Murray. The crowd is standing on its feet here at Augusta, the normally reserved Augusta crowd, going wild for this young Cinderella who's come out of nowhere. He's got about 350 yards left. He's going to hit about a five iron, I expect, don't you think? He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad, oh, he got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, Tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's going to... Looks like he's got about an eight iron. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! How can you not love Bill just from Ghostbusters alone? 
one of the most underrated Christmas movies of all time, Scrooged. And a guy who's very relatable. I mean, his cameo in Space Jam is arguably the best movie cameo of all time. It's up there with Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers. It's just an unbelievable, unbelievable movie cameo. Everybody jam now. Totally agree, Mark. I absolutely love BFM. That's my guy right there. I couldn't be any happier that he made the list. And he's an all-time legend. That Space Jam cameo was all-time. He certainly, certainly carved out his place on Mount Rushmore of actor-comedians. Absolutely. Here's how I see it. Duck. Yes. You kick it into the girl bunny yeah. down in the post. You dish it back out to the guy bunny. Got you it. swing it around the mic over here. You go to the hole and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I don't play defense. Number two. An absolute icon. You don't know if he was better on Saturday Night Live. You don't know if his stand-up was better or his movies were better because they were all great. The legendary Eddie Murphy. As they see Rocky, they come out the theater charge. They be like, All right, Rocky! All right, Sloan! People standing online and shit. Hey, Faisan, you going in to see Rocky right now? Yeah. Great fucking move. Great. You don't like this way. He comes out, fly comes out, he breaks his big fucking face. He busts it fucking wide open. Fucking moon and y'all laying on the floor, fucked up. It's fucking great. I fucking love it, man. All right, rock up. Good Lord. He has me rolling nonstop. I can't get enough Eddie Murphy. And then when he plays serious roles in movies, I feel like he kills it. Big fan of the Beverly Hills Cops movies. Big fan of 48 Hours and another 48 Hours with Nick Nolte. Another underrated Christmas movie, or it's not really a Christmas movie, but it takes place at Christmas time, Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis. Incredible movie. Eddie Murphy's just an all-time favorite of mine. Movies like Showtime and Bowfinger, kind of two comedies from the 90s with big casts that even fly a little under the radar that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, which isn't exactly a critically acclaimed movie, but I actually liked it. Eddie Murphy is just a classic Brooklyn guy, absolute icon once again. Can't get enough of him. Yeah, he's top tier, man. All around the board, the guy can do it all. And you didn't even mention the movie Life. A lot of people don't even know the movie Life. Oh, that might be one of his best roles ever. That movie was absolutely hilarious. I, I love actually that one. find that movie depressing. Eh, it gets a little sad, too. But God, is there some funny moments in yeah, that movie. Yeah, of course. Of course. I actually went to... I remember going to see that in the movie theater. I think it came out in 99. I remember going to see that, I believe, with my parents. I've been a huge fan on that. That's one of those movies that almost every time it's on, I put it on. Now, number one. And let me tell you, Eddie Murphy could have very easily been number one on this list. Probably should have been. But my personal number one, the outlandish Jim Carrey. Alrighty then. Talk about movies like The Mask, 
Dumb and Dumber. Ace Ventura. Both of them. Me, Myself, and Irene, which may be my favorite comedy ever made. The list is endless. Jim Carrey, my number one, because I recycle those movies religiously. I can always watch those movies, and I always do watch those movies. Not to mention all the fascinating stuff Jim Carrey's done with his life, essentially. He's a massive painter now. Painting nonstop. The stories about him writing letters to Tupac in jail, I always found interesting. He's a very unique kind of guy. I wish he would make more movies to this day. He's still relatively young. And I would assume, Benny, that he will make a comeback at some point. We will see some Jim Carrey stuff. But certainly his best stuff was from the 90s. Yeah, Jim Carrey is just all-time, man. He has so many movies that you can just put on and watch at any time, Marky. Absolutely hilarious. Love the guy. Love his career. But I'll also say this. You should really check out the documentary Jim and Andy about him portraying Andy Kaufman during the movie The Man on the Moon. He really got totally in character for that. Made a lot of people's lives hell. Danny DeVito was having a fit through the whole thing. It's very interesting. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that one. You well, there you have... go, VIP listeners. you got to check that out. That's on Netflix, Benny? Absolutely. Jim and Andy on Netflix. The best way for me to describe somebody to Jim Carrey if they never heard of him or never saw him before, which is doubtful, but, you know, we have Apple commercials now where girls are asking, what's a computer? So there might be somebody who can ask, who's Jim Carrey at this point? We're getting older, Benny. Absolutely. Um, he is a human cartoon character. The faces, the body motions, the silliness. He's a human cartoon. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I never really thought about it like that, but it's exactly true. Just his characteristics and his mannerisms and the way he acts and talks and just even his lankiness. It's almost surreal. Totally agree. Jim Carrey, number one on the on the mark top comedian actor list. Boom. Boom shakalaka. All right, VIP listeners, we hope you guys enjoyed that episode of On The Mark. Coming up in the near, near future, we have a few things to tell you about. We got a giveaway lined up. We got a trip lined up and much more. Stay tuned. Some really exciting stuff for this spring and summer on the mark. Also, we have a new schedule for our readers and listeners that is going to help you keep up with the show much easier. It's going to be much more formatted, more of a syndicated feel. It's going to make it easier for you guys to keep up with everything going on. Because I get a lot of feedback. Hey, Marky, I feel like I'm falling behind a little bit. You're pumping out all this content. It's hard to keep up. So now it's going to be much more cyclical. And we'll be revealing that schedule for you guys in the very near future. So we're really excited about that. So VIP listeners, have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in. Love you guys. Can't wait to speak with you again soon. And now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, 
I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived A life that's full I traveled each And every highway And more Much more than this I did it my way Regrets I've had a few But then again Too few to mention I did What I had to do Saw it through Without exemption I planned Each charted course Each careful step Along the byway And more Much more than this I did it my 